Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production from iHeartRadio. Hey there, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with iHeartRadio. And how the tech are ya? It's time for a Tech Stuff Tidbits Spooky Edition. Today we're going to look at the spooky world of vampire power. Which, by that I don't mean being able to turn into a bat, or a wolf, or mist, or being able to hypnotize victims. We're not going to talk about being able to enter a building only after being invited. No, we're talking about electronics here. But it's also sometimes called phantom energy. Spooky. All right, let's, um, we'll sweep aside the late night horror TV show host gimmick. I know it was cringy. I know. I did it on purpose. You don't have to tell me how cringe it was. It was a, it was a choice. So let's talk about vampire power. Basically, that term refers to the tendency for plugged in electronic devices to continue to leech electricity, even when those devices are turned off or 
in a sleep mode. So for example, let's say you've plugged in a cell phone charger and you just, you plugged it into the wall and you just leave the charger plugged in all the time. So when your smartphone needs to recharge, you take the USB side and you plug it into your smartphone and, or the lightning side if you're using an iPhone. And then when you're done, you unplug the cable from your smartphone, but you leave the charger plugged into the wall. Well, that charger actually continues to drain electricity all the time when it's plugged in. Uh, if you touch a charger and it's warm, that means that it's been consuming electricity and that electricity has been converted into waste heat, even though nothing has been plugged into that cable to recharge. That's vampire power. Now, in some cases, this whole vampire power thing, it's not a bug. It's a feature. By that, I mean it's part of standby mode or standby power. This is what keeps certain devices like cable boxes, uh, TVs, video game systems, computers, it keeps them ready to come on to full power with as little delay as possible. The devices remain in a low power mode when they are not in use so that when it does come time to use them, they're ready to spring into action with as little delay as can be created. And that way you don't have a slower powering up sequence frustrating your consumers. Now, way back in the bad old days, I remember having a TV that would take, it seemed like the better part of a minute to really power up. Now, I'm old. <laughs> this was an old black and white television that we had. And it was old even when I was a kid, right? Like this was not a brand new TV. Color TV was definitely around in the 70s, y'all. We had a color TV. It's just, this was an extra one, like a smaller black and white TV that we happened to have. And I got to keep it in my room. Um, I don't remember really watching much on it. But yeah, you would turn the power on and then slowly, you know, gradually the image would take shape on the screen. And even after it formed, it would actually take a little bit longer for the, the screen to reach the right level of brightness. So it would gradually get a little brighter. I didn't think of it as taking a super long time back then because, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot to compare it to. Our color television also took a while to come on because um, this is the CRT days. And the TV, at least the black and white one, was likely on its last TV legs. So you know, you didn't have very high expectations, but you skip ahead. And now we've got all these high tech TVs, whether it's QLED or OLED, or, you know, there was that, that time briefly when plasma TVs were a big thing. Some of y'all might still have plasma televisions. And, you know, you also have a consumer base that has come to expect instant gratification. And that's hard to deliver upon. So to meet that expectation, Standby power is often the go-to strategy. The television or, you know, similar device like video game console or whatever, it doesn't have to go from zero to top speed in an instant because it's idling at a lower speed, if you will. It's ready to accelerate once you hit that power button, but it never is actually staying still, to continue that analogy. And Here's the crazy thing about vampire power, folks. Over the lifetime of certain products, uh, especially things like microwaves or even televisions, the device might actually consume more power when it's not in use than when it 
is in use. Now, I'm talking about over the lifetime of the TV, not on your average day or even your average month, but when you add up the entire lifespan of when you bought the thing, plugged it in, and when you finally got rid of it. A lot of these devices, if you were to tally up their their uh, uh, a contribution to your electricity bill, you would find that they actually cost more collectively on the times they were off than when the times they were on. So in most cases, the amount of electricity these devices are pulling when they're off or in standby mode is much less than when you're actively using them. Uh, some, the gap is actually pretty small. Like certain TVs, it's not that big of a gap between when the television's actually being used and when it's in standby mode. Uh, but for other devices, it is remarkably different. Like it's a massive difference. Um, but, you know, you're only using these devices for a relatively short amount of time compared to the rest of the time that are in your home, right? Like you're not running your microwave all day, I hope. That would be bad. Uh, microwaves are designed to heat food very, very quickly. So the length of time that you own a microwave, you know, you only use that a tiny bit. Like if you made that a pie chart for how long you own the microwave versus how much of that time you you actually use the microwave, it's a tiny sliver. And yet it can pull more electricity when it's off collectively than when it's on. Now, in the case of microwaves, by the way, it's not so much that that device is in standby mode as it requires electricity to power what are called background functions. You know, like that digital clock, which I'm going to rant about later in this episode. So what this amounts to is, as you would imagine, a lot of wasted electricity, a lot of electricity that your home is using that isn't actually going to power anything actively. Like it's not in active use. So that electricity is just kind of going down the drain. That in turn leads to some pretty hefty electricity bills, or at least inflated electricity bills. So my coworker, Robert Lamb, one of the hosts of, of uh, uh, Stuff to Blow Your Mind, he wrote an article way back in the How Stuff Works days about vampire power. Uh, and in that article, he cites a figure that U.S. consumers spend around $8 billion more on electricity per year thanks to vampire power. So you take whatever the, the U.S. consumers spend per year on electricity, $8 billion of that is just because of devices that aren't in active use. Now, I'm not sure when Robert actually wrote that article. Uh, I know it did have to be a long time ago because we haven't been part of how stuff works for several years now, but nrdc.org submits that today it's much, much worse than $8 billion. That figure, according to nrdc.org, is now around $19 billion spent uh, to, to power inactive electronics each year. And there are other sources that have even higher estimates. Now, granted, these are estimates, right? It's not like we have a meter that we can just look at and say, oh, and here's how much the vampire power has cost this year. So you have to keep that in mind. These are estimates. But if you're in the $19 billion neighborhood, and again, I saw one estimate that went as high as I think $26 billion. It's significant. It's a significant amount of money being wasted to power devices that aren't actually being used. So all told, estimates peg vampire power as contributing to 
between 14 to 20% of your electricity bill. Um, so again, it's significant. It Even your, if your average bill isn't that high, a significant part of that bill comes from things that you're not actively using, at least not all month. And considering that at least some of that electricity, depending on where you're at, you know, it's it's not for each of you, but, you know, some of us are, are depending upon electricity that comes to us courtesy of coal and natural gas, those kind of power plants, power plants that use fossil fuels. It means for us that our plugged in but otherwise unused electronics are contributing to problems like pollution and climate change. So not only does vampire power cost you money, it potentially is also causing an environmental issue. Now, granted, if your power is coming from primarily like hydroelectric power or some other renewable source, it's different, right? Like your your power is not coming from a coal-powered power plant, then obviously the environmental issue doesn't really play as big a part. The financial one still does, but not the environmental. But for a lot of folks, including myself, uh, my power comes from a power company that still largely depends upon uh, coal and natural gas. So that's something else for me to consider. All right, I'm going to talk more about the spooky effects of vampire power after we come back from these messages. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Okay, let's uh, talk about some of the devices that have the worst reputations for vampire power. Uh, Those would include things like set-top boxes. Uh, The king of those would be digital cable boxes that incorporate DVRs, because even when they're quote-unquote off, they're really on in order to be able to leap into action and record stuff and all that kind of thing. That can lead to vampire costs of nearly $50 a year, just in off mode. So you're spending an extra 50 bucks just for having that off. That's, you know, significant. Think about what else you could have for that 50 bucks. Game consoles come in around $26 per year. If you're just uh, allowing them to be in standby mode, some game consoles actually let you turn that feature off when you first get them where, you know, it's a setting where when you turn the console off, it really is off. But most consoles allow for a standby mode so that you can do like a remote power thing with your controller um, and that it doesn't take as long for the console to come up online so that you're not, you know, sitting around for a minute or two waiting for it to finish the boot up sequence. A 55 inch 4K TV might come in closer to $22 of vampire power per year. Uh, Computers in idle mode kind of have similar issues. If you have a desktop that you're just putting into sleep mode, then it comes in around $23.50 per year. Laptops are a little less, like $17.50 a year. There are other electronics that are much less greedy for electricity, like that phone charger, which I talked about at the beginning. Your typical phone charger might be sucking down like 20 cents of electricity per year when it's not plugged into anything. So in that case, yeah, you know, it's, constantly pulling on electricity, but it's not a lot. So in the grand scheme of things, it's a small, it's a small consideration, but our electronics are definitely sapping electricity, even when we're not using them. So what can we do about that? All right. There are a few different options. One is that we can use power strips that have a cutoff switch on them. So I'm talking about ones that actually have a switch. You can do searches for these. There's a bunch of different types Um, that have different ratings and things. But the idea is that when you are not using the electronics that are plugged into that strip, you can turn the strip to off and it actually does cut off all the electricity going to those devices. They will not be able to draw power because the power strip itself prevents it from happening. Um, Obviously a big downside with that 
is that if you turn a power strip off, it affects everything that's been plugged into it. So if it's something where you wanted to use, say, your stereo system, which is plugged into the same power strip as your television, and you can't just turn the power strip off so that the TV's not pulling vampire power because your stereo system's plugged into it too. So that's clearly like a downside to that. You have to sit there and think, all right, how do I plug this in? where the stuff that's all going to be on at the same time makes sense. And the stuff that's all going to be off at the same time makes sense. And that starts to get into like a kind of ridiculous scenario, depending upon what you're looking at. Right. But that is one option. Um, You could also manually unplug devices after use. That's also a hassle. There's no doubt about that. Like to have to go through and actually unplug stuff step by step. And Some devices, like your coffee maker, draw or your charger for that matter, they draw so little power in comparison to, say, a microwave that there's not much point in doing it. Like, yes, you could unplug your phone charger from the wall, and and it's not bad to do it. It's not a bad idea, but it's not making as big a difference, right? That 20 cents of electricity per year, it's it's a, a negligible amount. I mean, every little bit helps, yes, But compared to things like your microwave, your TVs, your digital cable boxes, it's nothing. So it really, you know, you can kind of get away with just keeping it plugged in if you're taking out some of the bigger guys, right? Your TVs, your audio systems, your set-top boxes, that can make a real difference to your power bill. For stuff like computers, you can choose to shut them down when you're done using them rather than just putting them into sleep mode. However, and boy... I love these howevers. There is a potential issue there. Every time you turn on a computer, it has to go through the whole boot up sequence. And there is a surge of electricity when this happens. That actually does produce a little wear and tear on the computer itself. Uh, And if your computer happens to have things like a hard disk drive in it, well, that physically has to spin up to be used. And so there is an argument to be made that shutting down your computer entirely and then turning it on every time you want to use it can actually reduce the useful lifespan of your computer. It will wear out faster. Then we get into a very complicated issue because if it turns out you're going to have to replace your computer on a shorter schedule, like slightly more frequently, and I'm not talking about like going from replacing it every you know five years to every year and a half or something, but it will be a shorter schedule. That means you also end up placing demands all up and down the supply chain. And there's this ripple effect going on, right? So like you might say, oh, I saved on electricity, but because I have to buy this computer more frequently, the long-term budget effects and the long-term environmental impact are actually worse because of having to replace the machine. Now, personally, I think shutting down your computer is a good idea if you're done using it for the day. That's what I do. Once I'm done for the day, I'll turn it off. But if you're going to be going back and forth to a computer during the day, I would say just leave it in idle mode between sessions because it's going to require less wear and tear. The idle mode is not going to pull nearly as much electricity as when it's on. So uh, as long as you are shutting it off after you're done using it, I think things are pretty much okay. But that's my personal opinion on this matter. I actually read several articles about this. And let's just say there's a lack of consensus on the matter. Now, beyond the inconvenience of unplugging stuff, there are other frustrations. And this is where I get back to that darn digital clock, especially on things like, you know, microwaves. 
Yeah. So if you were to unplug your microwave after use, it means you either have to be willing to put up with the fact that you're going to have digital mockery. There's this clock face that's going to be blinking at you every time you plug it back in, or you actually go through the foolish steps of setting the clock each and every time. And therein lies madness. And yeah, that's a little thing, but you can see how heavily it weighs on me. One big thing we can do when we shop for electronics in the first place is we can look for Energy Star certification on those devices. The Environmental Protection Agency sets the standards for energy efficiency that are required to meet in order to qualify as an Energy Star certified device. So products that have the Energy Star label have to meet certain efficiency, quality, and performance standards. Now, that does not necessarily mean that a product that doesn't have the label is automatically worse, but it does mean we don't really know because it hasn't been certified. So it's better to look for that label. Hey, Jonathan, I hear some of you ask, what do you do about your electronics? Well, if I'm leaving my house for any length of time, like a weekend trip or something, I'll switch off the power switches to certain devices, but I'll leave others on. Like I leave my Wi-Fi network on because I can do stuff like access certain smart home features while I'm away. If I'm gone for a longer amount of time, then I tend to unplug and shut down more of my stuff. But in my day-to-day, -day, I'm pretty guilty of leaving things in standby mode, which honestly I should probably stop doing because being aware of how that adds to the power load means I'm part of the problem. There's only so far individual responsibility can take us, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do our own part. And that's it for this Tech Stuff Tidbits on Vampire Power. Hope you enjoyed it. Reach out to me if you have suggestions for the show. You can do that on Twitter, TechStuffHSW, and, or you can download the iHeartRadio app, go to Tech Stuff, use a little microphone icon, leave me a voice message, and I'll talk to you again really soon. Tech Stuff is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't sister. know we were going to go there on this. <laughs> people that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy, yeah. right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to Brand New on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.